Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. The Zone. If she's not milking the cows, she's talking about them. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, we're going to be talking about changing weather conditions starting today, that's for sure. Morning, everybody. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Youngke helping you get started on this, the 10th day of November. I'll tell you what, the weather is going to start changing as of today. We've got about a 20% chance of showers later this afternoon, 57 are expected high. For tomorrow, a real good chance of rain through the morning hours, 50 the expected high. And then Friday, get ready for some snow, snow showers and the possibility of 38 degrees as our very best temp. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, has weather details coming up. Aloha, fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee inviting you to join me on a four-island tour of the Hawaiian Islands, March 21st through April 2nd. This is going to be a fantastic tour, not only including beautiful tropical scenery, but learning about Hawaii's agriculture, pineapple production, salt harvesting, and more. You can get a free brochure by calling Holiday Vacations, 888 888- Five five seven ten twenty. That number again, 888-557-1020. This time of the year, every year, I walk into the house when I get in, and if my wife happens to be around, she said, Scott, did you check the turkey prices? I am Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire, and I haven't yet checked the turkey prices, but I need to do that because those turkeys this time of year go fast and stephanie you have a little bit of information about buying our turkeys now yes scott and you better get on it because you need to get your turkey right now so actually last year more people wanted smaller turkeys for thanksgiving and this was because folks had smaller smaller gatherings due to you know COVID 19 concerns this year that trend is continuing i'm stephanie ha from the southern end of the world's longest barn in madison I talked to Pete Klopak. He's the president of the Minnesota Turkey Research and Promotion Council. He says turkey won't be hard to get this year, but if you want that particular size of bird, you want to order it or pick it up frozen at the store right now. There was a trend last year, I think, uh, as far as sales go into consumers looking for a smaller bird. And um, I think that's continued into this year. You know, I've heard rumors, too, of there being shortages of birds and things like that. Our company, we buy turkeys for all of our employees. And I just went out last week and and bought 35 whole birds for everybody that works here. So I don't think they're real hard to get. Um, The only thing I would say is if people know the size of bird that they want, they might want to get it sooner than later. You start to worry about um, uh, supply chain and, and everything that all industries are dealing with right now. Getting the right size bird to the right area all the time is probably happening. So that's the only um, advice I would have for consumers is to, to go and get that bird either pre-ordered. If it's a if it's a fresh bird or a frozen bird, um, just go pick it up already. And then you make sure you have it for Thanksgiving. Have producers, uh, because there was that uptick in demand for smaller birds, have producers shifted it all to, to have smaller birds or to meet that demand? Yeah, and definitely. Well, our industry... Um, we have producers and companies that raise hens and toms. Primarily the birds that people buy for Thanksgiving are the hen birds, the whole birds. You know, if that's what they're looking for, toms are generally for the processed meats, um, deli meats, that type of thing. My company or the company that I'm part owner of, um, 
is a family-owned company, and we raise for a, a local processor um, as independent growers, and we raise all hens. And what we used to raise three, four years ago was a 21, 22-pound bird. That was our target weight, um, and that's live weight. Um, obviously, if once it's it's processed and put in, in store shelves or coolers, uh, it's usually about an 18 to 20-pound bird. But yeah, we've seen our our end weights, our target weights go down from 21 and a half, 22 pounds all the way down to 17 and a half to 18, which kind of messes with the whole system. <laughs> so yeah, we've, we've adjusted a ton. Um, we've remodeled farms, we've remodeled sites, we've made some sites that were starter farms where we put the little birds in until four weeks old, turn those into growers because the barn size is just matched up with the other ones. So yeah, there's been a huge change. And, um, and as a grower, it's kind of been a bit of a struggle because a lot of our costs are already into that bird. You know, once they reach that 18, 19 pounds, you know, we're not running too much heat anymore. We're going to have the shavings, that bedding that the turkeys are standing on. You know, that's going to be the same price, uh, whether 18 pounds or 20 pounds. So those last three, three and a half pounds have really hurt us because in our operation, we, we kind of call those cheap pounds. They're the, the pounds that kind of give us the profit. So, yeah, it's been a huge struggle. Um or shouldn't say struggle, a change. And uh, we're trying to adapt as quick as we can. Are you changing breeding time or hatching time? Or are you changing how much, you know, feed input? How does that, how do you meet that target weight? The, the feed rations do change a little bit. Um, they, they adjust those, which rations are like recipes uh, for humans. You know, there's different protein levels, different energy levels. And so we're trying, we try to move them through their ration changes a little bit quicker um, because it, it helps reduce what our cost is into each pound of turkey as far as feed cost goes. And then just just reduce the time that they're here. You know, we used to keep them for 17 weeks roughly is what it took us to raise that 21, 22-pound bird between 17 and 18. Now they're taking them at, or they're going to market at 15 and a half to 16 weeks. So you get a little more downtime, which can be good. You know, we can use it as time for making repairs, and downtime is good disinfection. (laughs) You know, not having birds in the barn continuously is good. You break the cycle of any bugs or pathogens that might be there. But at the same time, was told many years ago by family members that uh, when the barns are empty, they don't make a whole lot of money. So, so yeah, we've adjusted schedules. A lot of the reasons we did the remodels is because we had to, we buy the little birds or the poults at a day old, and then we sell them back to our processor uh, when they go to market. And so we've just had to, to increase the amount of times that we're starting new birds each year. Generally, we're putting down turkeys, little poults, about every every other week, roughly speaking. Um, it kind of depends. Schedules aren't all the same on all farms, but we've had to adjust every thing and and that adjusts not only things within our operation but you know people who work for us adjust their lives too they're we're used to an old schedule where they put birds down or started new birds certain times each year and now that's changed so they've had to adjust their vacation schedules and that type of thing you know it's not just as easy as saying we're going to take a turkey to market a week and a half earlier no it affects a lot of people within our operation and and then their families and you know their friends that they do things with on on vacations and so it, yeah it's a big change uh, something that just doesn't happen and at the drop of a hat. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of labor, you know, how is workforce looking for you guys or for the turkey um, industry in general, you know, in Minnesota or 
That's a two-part question. I'll start with turkey industry in general in Minnesota. Through COVID, especially at the beginning of COVID, it was a a huge challenge to find and keep uh, employees within the processing plants. No different than, you know, what was going on in the hog industry and the beef industry. I think things have leveled off a little bit more for the the processors uh, in, in staffing the, their facilities. Either they've gotten to the point where, where they've gotten enough help to come in or they've just gotten used to running at whatever capacity they were running at. So I think in general, the turkey industry is it's just like any other industry. I mean, it's it's a struggle day to day, but but we're still getting things done. Uh, within our operation, we're very fortunate. Um, we have a lot of long-term employees who've been here, and then we've been able to find, you know, when we've had to replace people or, you know, when we did these remodels, we actually added some work staff. We've been able to find those people and get people in roles, uh, and it, it's worked out fairly well for us. We still struggle at times, and I think America as a whole is going to struggle here for quite a while, but it's been okay. We've been able to get by day to day put it that way. We talked about all the adjustments we've all had to make during, you know, these past couple of years, including around the supply chain. I mean, we, we're hearing it from our brokers. We're hearing it from farmers, grocery stores, and you mm-hmm. name it, all these supply chain issues that we have between getting feed, getting packaging, even getting your animal or bird into a, a processing plant. Are you guys right. kind of faced with some of those challenges as well? Absolutely. In in every facet of what we do, you know, we've, we've transitioned the last 10 years uh, away from from using antibiotics, you know, as much as we had as an industry in the past to using more supportive care and, and those types of things. Um, just the last week, week and a half, we've been hearing that there's going to be some hiccups in the supply of the supportive care products. For us in our, in our feed ingredients, there's a lot of the micro ingredients, the amino acids and that type of stuff that have been hard to get and, and costs have gone through the roof on a lot of that, you know, all the way down to equipment that we by and you know and then even the trucking of our birds to the to the processing plants uh, absolutely there's been <laughs> there's been challenges and and hiccups and and if nothing else the last two years have made me learn to become a lot more patient because you know when you're when you're working with people on trying to get parts for equipment or or even the equipment to buy new stuff and, and, and you know and they say I can't get it for um, six weeks to to six months um, you know it doesn't pay to <laughs> doesn't pay to get angry at them because they have no control over it it's just reality of the world we're living in right now and uh, if you're not willing to become a little more patient and trust that sooner or later something will show up that needs to be there and, and adjust your daily schedule to utilize what you have to get by, um, you're going to struggle. And you know, I think as an industry, we've we've gotten very patient. As a company here, too, we've, we've learned to become patient. I wanted to ask about the importance of turkey production in Minnesota. We are fortunate in Minnesota to be the number one producing turkey state in, in the U.S. It's probably not that known. And as an industry, the, the turkey industry in general across the U.S. is, is not quite as large as, as the broiler or, or um, hog and, and beef industry. But we are the largest turkey producing state in the U.S. Uh, we raise about 46 million birds annually. And uh, we have three processors within our state. And we do, as an industry, add 
a ton of revenue to the state of Minnesota and, and quite a few jobs, whether it's directly related or indirectly related. So no, it's something that we're, as an industry, very proud of. It's kind of a, a little bit of an unknown secret. We're trying to get the word out there, so I appreciate you asking the question. So what about just yeah. consumption? I'm sure you guys, you know, look at the numbers of like over the past 10 years or so. Have Americans mm-hmm. been eating turkeys steadily or is it going up or down? How is consumption? The consumption of turkey is pretty level. I know there's been some efforts to try and increase it, but but consumption's been been fairly level. We wish it would increase. Um, there's a, there's a lot of good products out there. The, the problem is just finding the room in the in the supermarkets to to get in their coolers and you know that that Americans can enjoy what what we're doing. We're we're proud of what we do, and and the, like I said, the products are delicious. But just finding being able to crack into the supermarkets has been a bit of a challenge. And it sounds like you're meeting what consumers want healthier options, moving away from antibiotics, practicing animal welfare. And as far as sustainability and that type of um, movements that are out there, um, there's been huge strides within the turkey industry to to make sure that, that number one, we're not polluting. I mean, we do a pretty good job, I think, as an industry working with the regulatory agencies within Minnesota here to make sure that, A, we're not stockpiling manure next to a stream or next to a lake, you know, having setbacks, that type of stuff. Um, we sell all of our manure that comes out of our barns to local farmers, and, and these local farmers are given uh, a sheet of paper and they sign off saying that, yes, they're going to use it um, at certain rates that um, that the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency sets forward, and they're going to not apply it close to streams and lakes and that type of stuff. He says as an industry, there's been a huge movement not only to meet consumer demand for environmental sustainability, but to be better stewards. That was Pete Klopak of the Minnesota Turkey Research and Promotion Council. And remember, he says it won't be hard to get a turkey this year, but if you are looking for that smaller bird, get it now. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Haw. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. No doubt about it, the best seat in the house is the one in your bathroom. The toilet is one of those things you never expect to act up or break down. But when it does, Benjamin Plumbing will have one of their capable service techs check things out. It could be something as simple as a float valve. Or it could be you're due for a brand new, comfy toilet. And not to worry, the majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Temperamental toilet? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and 
price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Here we use a lot of F words. Food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, and as we start a Thursday morning, you might as well make that a Wednesday morning. You might as well toss in Frosty as one of the F words that we're using today. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live this morning for our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. I park in a garage, so I was fortunate I didn't have to worry about it, but I'll tell you what, the guys that were working overnights here at the radio station are going to have to give themselves a couple minutes and find that scratchy, because it is frosty out there this morning. It's a frosty, cool start, Pam, and we all ought to brace up, because things are going to change just a little bit in the next couple of days. Still sounds pretty fine today. Nice temperatures, some rain is going to edge in. There's a strong low-pressure system, the one that kicked out of the Pacific Northwest, moving into the western parts of the Dakotas this morning, and the radar is indicating rain through the Dakotas down to western Nebraska. There's some snow just north of the Canadian border. Now, that's not suddenly going to change for us. I expect we start to see some rain. It develops at La Crosse, Mauston, maybe even Madison on toward late this afternoon about sundown, as that happens a lot earlier now. But that's about the time that rain could begin to edge in. We'll see showers. You may hear a rumble of thunder tonight, but it's just a garden-variety thunderstorm, nothing serious. But that could happen. Rain more likely lasts overnight and into Thursday, into Veterans Day. Those rain showers should end as we head toward midday or in early afternoon at the latest, but rain amounts could be upwards of a, a half to one inch of lacrosse in Mauston, a little less, maybe up to three quarters of an inch further east and south. But then there comes a secondary disturbance, and that by Thursday night into Friday may account for a little snow, and that may be enough to catch on the grass or on the truck outside, just enough to give us a little covering to let us know some colder air settling in, and that's what will happen. Daytime highs this weekend will stay in the upper 30s, maybe a 40 at best, so colder air really settles in here for the end of the week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Badgerbean.com puts the Wisconsin soybean farmer first, and it's your place to go for the latest soybean news and research from leading industry experts. Simple, easy-to-access resources for the betterment and advancement of a sustainable soybean industry right here in Wisconsin. Badgerbean.com, an invaluable tool constantly updated for Wisconsin soybean farmers. For info and the latest updates, find us on Facebook and visit Badgerbean.com today. We're on mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at RuralMutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All righty, Stu, give us the details. Definitely going to need a jacket today when you head out. 
Well, today's still not too terrible. Let's uh, look at that Compure Financial Ag weather forecast, and it does call for more partly sunny skies. Still in, call it the mid or upper 50s, 57, maybe a 58 here or there, but there could be that shower starting to develop in the west by late afternoon. Southeast winds 5 to 15. They'll increase, gusting up toward 25 in the afternoon. Cloudy overnight, and I do expect rain. Maybe a rumble of thunder. We don't cool a great deal, holding on in the upper 40s, so a lot more mild tomorrow morning. Southeast winds 5 to 15 could gust around 30 overnight. And then showers on Veterans Day Thursday, at least through the morning, staying cloudy. But those temperatures fall because we get that change, uh, dropping to the low 40s in the day Thursday as south winds become west, 5 to 15, even gusting to 30. And then that rain could become a few snowflakes Thursday night or into the day Friday. Mostly cloudy, call it a snow shower now and again Friday and 38 degrees for a high, Pam. And we stay in those upper 30s in the weekend. All right. Very good. Thanks, Stu. Appreciate it. It's Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist with your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. Compere Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compere.com. You know, you're always welcome to let me know what's happening in your backyard as far as weather is concerned. We talk about rainfall reports all the time, but you can always drop me a note and let me know what you're seeing. Remember, the Midwest Farm Report Talk text line is what you want to use. That's 877-301-FARM. 877-301-3276. The Midwest Farm Report Talk Text Line, your direct line of communication with uh, us here on the Farm Show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Is your crop insurance strategy to just do what you did last year? At Compier Financial, we know how challenging it can be to navigate insurance planning. So we work hard to understand your goals and needs. Let us leverage our exclusive tools and vast experience to develop a strategy that protects your operation. Partner with us today. Give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit compierre.com slash crop insurance. Compier does not provide legal or licensed financial planning services. Compier Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We understand you work hard, so we work hard to make banking easy. Settlers Bank has all the solutions that simplify. Let us show you directly how it works. People helping people is better than an 800 number, don't you think? To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Aloha! Pam Yankee inviting you to join me on an agriculture tour of all four of the Hawaiian Islands, March 21st through April 2nd. We'll enjoy tropical scenery, learn about Hawaii's unique agriculture, touring a pineapple plantation, learning about salt harvesting, and more. Visit HolidayVacations.com or, better yet, call them, 888-557-1020 for a free brochure. That number again, 888-557-1020. When we help accident victims, we fight to get them full justice, nothing less. That means all of the losses your injuries cause, medical bills, lost wages, and compensation for all your pain and suffering, now and in the future. I'm John Rihala. At Clifford & Rihala, we rely on thorough analysis, detailed preparation, and a strong compassion for our clients to help you achieve your maximum recovery. Over decades of helping accident victims, we've built a track record of success 
that you can trust. When you choose Clifford and Rihala, we'll fight to make those responsible for your injuries pay you nothing less than the full compensation you deserve to make things right. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you for justice. MyJustice.com. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? MSculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. MSculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. MSculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Seeing a little change in our activity out there. And if you're a hunter, then you need to talk to our friends at McFarland's. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee for McFarland, 780 Carolina Street in Sark City. Also online, McFarland's.net. You know, one of the eye-opening conversations I had at McFarland's was all the choices that you have when it comes to Deer plots. What works, what doesn't work, and how much is it going to cost? Supplies still an issue. Start with the experts at McFarland, 780 Carolina Street, Sauk City, McFarland's.net online. So looking at Jonathan Davis and Tyler Wall then, I mean, Wall, um, you know, cutting his teeth a little more. Jonathan Davis was just one of that. Was it, was it the FIBA U19 World Cup that he was a part of, Team USA won? Where is this scoring going to be coming from for the Wisconsin Badgers? Then, I mean, is Jonathan Davis going to be the guy that's going to? I mean, put your you know, take out your magic eight ball and like maybe look in the future your your crystal ball. Is Jonathan Davis going to be the leading? Like, where does the scoring come from here? I think eventually, but I, I was kind of surprised that maybe not his, his lack of aggressiveness, but there wasn't it, it wasn't there a ton against Whitewater. Uh, that's not the only game that we've seen. Uh, you know, we're having held have all these other guys, but. In terms of leading score, I guess I would put my money on Jonathan Davis because I think he is going to be. It is going to be his team, but I, I would also wouldn't be surprised if Brad Davison uh, is right up there as well because uh, of his shooting from the outside. He's going to end up being the all-time leading three-point shooter in Wisconsin history. Really? Uh, yeah, he's got 222 three-pointers. He's not that far behind. Um, 
Oh, uh, oh here's the knowledge. He's no, no. It's, yeah, no. It's I'm, I'm almost positive it's it's uh, Bronson Koenig, but like that the, sounds uh, right. I'll go with it. Um, research yeah, department so just gave, the research department just gave me a thumbs up. Yeah, so I, I don't know why I blinked on that. I'm pretty sure he passed Ben Brust. So either way, uh, yes, I think there's a chance that Jonathan Davis is, is your guy. I just don't know. Like, I think he's going to be the guy you go to down the stretch. Like, if you need a bucket, he's certainly going to be that guy. But uh, I could see Brad certainly being around that uh, that number two. Like, what, what's Johnny going to average? Like, 12, 13? That's kind of where the leading scorers for Wisconsin have been yeah. generally, you know, between 12 and 16 of late. So, I, mean, I could see him being, being like 12, 13, 14, something a game. So, looking at the rest of this roster, Zach, uh, you know, I'm looking here as um, – how would Ben Carlson? Is he going to be a starter? Uh, Stephen Crowell? I assume he's going to be a starter. Like, what's what's the big boys looking like down low for Wisconsin? Yeah, so they listed their potential starters yesterday, and Stephen Crowell, the seven footer, is, is starting center. They got Tyler Wall in the starting lineup. They've got Johnny Davis, Brad Davison, and then true freshman Chucky uh, Hepburn out of Nebraska is is going to become just the second starter and a second true freshman starter likely wow. and we'll see what happens to start true uh to start as season opener just the second one in this Bo Ryan Greg Gard era the last one being Kevin Harris which was Bo Ryan's first year back in 2001 so it, it's been a while so but yeah down low I even down to me that could make or break their season uh the, the front court because if you look at some of the front court players that they're going to face in the Big 10 this year they have Every it seems like every Big Ten contender has a dominant big man down low that Wisconsin's going to have to deal with, and Stephen Crowell's going to be tasked with that. Now they've got Chris Voigt, who brought, they brought in from Cincinnati, who's going to play a role there. And Carlson, I think, certainly could play the five at times. But Stephen Crowell could could be an X factor. I don't know. I don't want to be cliche about it, but he, uh, you know, they he is. I mean, he's seven feet. He can shoot from the outside. He's got. Some Did he get nice, some meat uh, on his touch- bones? He's got some nice touch around the rims, uh, around the rim, but he needs to continue to add strength, and I think that could certainly be very difficult for them to deal with this year. Um, but hey, I mean, we we saw we saw them struggle last year, and that was really so. Key. You tell me, let's say the Badgers are going against let's say the Badgers going against Illinois, um, Stephen Krell versus <laughs> Kofi Coburn, who wins who wins that battle? <laughs> Jesus. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Cofield. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm go with Cofield. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Cofield only because it's they're not gonna be playing him in the first few games where he's gonna have to sit out and he'll be a ghost out there. Yeah, unfortunately for them, that you know maybe they should petition to have that Wisconsin Illinois game played in the first two games. I know that'd be really nice. <laughs> then I think he's got a chance against Coburn. Otherwise, it's gonna be tough. No, they, there are just so many really good big big men. Hunter Dickinson down at. At Michigan, you oh, got the no. Trey Jackson Davis at Indiana. Oh, There's God. that big, that big seven six guy. No, how how tall is that guy at Purdue? Whoever. Oh, that uh, freakazoid. Oh, yes. and that's so, lovingly. That said lovingly. Yes. Yeah, so there a are a boy. lot of big men that they're, that they're going to have to deal with, and um, it's going to come. Crowell is going to play a huge part in their success this year. I think he's he's got some good touch <laughs> around the rim. He's going to shoot from the outside. We'll see what kind of rebounder he is. Uh, he like against Whitewater. Who didn't have anybody over six seven? It okay, looked really, yeah. really good. Yeah, give me really give good. me some positives on a Whitewater. Like, how much do we? Yeah. do we use? Do we take that with a grain of salt? Because no one's over I six take, six. You said. Yes, I take I take that a ton of with a grain of salt because they don't have anybody over six seven that that could uh, challenge them down low whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think St. Francis Brooklyn's going to be able to do that either. 
An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. They're talking about nitrogen optimization today. The Senate Agriculture Committee wants to try to put together some pilot programs that will help farmers as well as our watershed groups keep nutrients on the soil and out of our waterway. Talking about that a little bit on this Wednesday with Wisconsin Senator Joan Balwig. I'm Pam Yankee. Now from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on this, the 10th day of November. A couple important items that you might want to chat about today. On this day in 1969, Sesame Street premiered. That long-running American children's television series that a lot of us grew up with. Sesame Street started on this day in 1969. On this day in 1951, North America put in a numbering plan when it comes to your phone. This is the day when they decided every phone number had to have a fixed three-digit prefix, otherwise called an area code. The first call under the plan was made between the mayors of Inglewood, New Jersey, and Alameda, California, back on this day in 1951. On this day in 1903, the windshield wiper was patented. We'll be using that a little bit more, I'm guessing, in the next few days. On this day, the Marine Corps was created. 1775, the Marine Corps came into being, founded in Philadelphia during the American Revolutionary War. Semper Fi to all our Marine Corps out there. Happy birthday to actor-comedian Tracy Morgan. He's celebrating today as well. And now you know. It's a Wednesday, and that means it's time for us to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Auction Group. Remember, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com, or you can pick up the phone and give them a call. Their toll-free number, 800-726-8609. That's 800-726-8609. You can always jump on social media and find them there. At the end of the call, I find my friend Ashley Hewen along with us to give us kind of a quick update on how things are going. Boy, I'll tell you, Ashley, this weather has really been a blessing for a lot of farmers, a lot of landowners in the upper Midwest. Uh, You're able to get kind of those fall to-do lists done without too much hesitation. Uh, And that's uh, got a lot of people keeping active on the auction side of things. Tell me about the record-breaking activity that Steffes auction scene. Yeah, last week was, uh, again, another busy week with auctions. We're just ramping up, and there's just going to be more and more from now to the end of the year. But last week we had a couple highlights here. We had a Case IH 7230, which is a 1994 model, good front-wheel assist tractor with 2,600 hours on it, and it brought $76,000. It's the highest price. Uh, It's the second highest price on that tractor ever by an auction. Uh, The one that brought a little more was years ago and only had $200 on it. But um, it's amazing seeing what these old tractors are bringing because they're still good. Uh, You know, there's not a lot of computer stuff on them and and emissions and that good stuff. And so people want them. Did you you have a lot of multiple buyers trying for that piece then? Yeah, we did. Actually, the tractor's going to Montana. So, yeah, there's people all over the country looking at buying stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. when you got these... These good old pieces, you know, it's just the price of new just keeps going up, and it brings the price of the used equipment up as well. Yeah, and that wasn't uh, the only that wasn't the only item that saw some major action, huh? No, it wasn't. We had that that sale over um, just by you that had a three seventeen G John Deere uh, skid loader on it, and it was the most expensive one ever sold at auction at forty five five hundred. Just a little John Deere skid loader, but. 
you know, low hours, well kept, that kind of thing. Well, and like you said, constant demand for things you can get your hands on that runs right now. And I think that's going to continue to be the trend. Now, for people that are thinking about either thinning out their equipment lineup or maybe uh, uh, just letting some special pieces go, they should really start the conversation with you guys because those two prices are a perfect example why Stephens Auction is getting all the attention. Yeah, the sooner we get that discussion going, the better. You know, we can advertise months and even a year in, into advance of when you're going to sell. Uh, even if it's going to be on a consignment sale, we can start advertising that as soon as we know and have an answer. Of course, you can call us to get prices. You can use our price app. You can use our website. Whatever you want a way to get an idea of what it's going to bring under your own trade. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about those consignment auctions. I was noticing how many different active rings of activity for sale you've got going on. Uh, generally, how how big are those rings on consignment? Uh, Ashley, tell us a little bit more about that and how my piece can be featured. Yeah, well, obviously it's one of the fastest growing sectors in our business. And we used to just do two or actually just one a month. Now we're doing two a month, and, and the two we do a month has anywhere from three to four rings per auction. So basically now there's like eight auctions per month. Um, and we split it up into tractors, and we split off the um, transportation sector and the small items, that kind of thing gets its own ring. But the tractors and combines, obviously, that's always going to be on ring one, and we do it twice a month. And... Um, Again, as soon as we know, we can start featuring your your pieces that you want to sell. Do you have a, quite a few folks that are just always watching, always following those consignment auctions? Yeah, we do. You know, there's probably two, 300 people that uh, registered a bid on, on every single one. They're always watching, you know, mm-hmm. um, just, just looking for a deal or something or watching uh, to see maybe they have something similar and they want to see what it brings <laughs> compared to what they have. Yeah. Very true. Ashley Hewn along with us from the Steffes Group. It is a busy, busy time for their entire crew getting ready all the online details you're looking for if you're looking to buy and assembling all that information from you if you're looking to sell. Find out more. Investigate it. SteffesGroup.com. S-T-E-F-F-E-S Group.com or pick up the phone and give them a call. 800 726 8609. That's 800-726-8609. Ashley Hewen with the Steffes Group. Today, the Wisconsin Senate Agriculture Committee is going to be talking about nitrogen optimization in the state, keeping those nutrients on the land and out of our waterway. Wisconsin Senator Joan Balwig from Marcus Ants, chair of the Senate Agriculture Committee, and explains for me a couple of the important points they want to address. First, it would be a a nitrogen optimization pilot program where we'd have grants of up to um, $50,000 awarded to farmers to implement strategies over two or more growing seasons. We put some money into that that would be um, overseen by DATCAP. Another thing, uh, something that the, the feds do some, but we do our own cover crop insurance premium rebates, uh, $5 an acre to farmers who plant cover crops on their farms to encourage that side of things. Uh, the next thing would be to give uh, UW a, a full-time hydrologist position. Uh, this is a position where this expert would develop groundwater resource information 
um, to work with um, local governments, uh, county and county and local. Wisconsin Senator Joan Balwig, some of the other elements they'll be discussing today during their hearing on nitrogen optimization would include nitrate well compensation. We've got that kind of compensation in play already, but they want to expand the money available for nitrate well compensation. They also want to work with watersheds to have them collaborating more than just being limited to their own particular watershed. And they want to address more financial support for county land conservation departments. The hearing is happening today, both online and in person, beginning at 10 a.m. You can uh, check the senator's website if you would like to have more details, or also Wisconsin Eye has a tendency to usually be broadcasting those hearings if you can't make it in person. The World Ag Supply Demand Report yesterday was very bullish, especially on soybeans. USDA did not adjust upward either our corn or our soybean yields. In overnight electronic trade this morning, December corn is currently two cents stronger, 557. The January beans are up a penny at 1212. December wheat's up a penny at 779. July new crop unchanged at 784 bushel. Barrel cheese dropped a penny and a quarter yesterday to 154. 40 pound black cheese, though, up six and a quarter at 171 and a half. The AA butter was unchanged. December milk, uh, right now down nine at 1802. January milk down four at 1841 hundredweight after a very robust uh, trade session yesterday for both our soybeans as well as our fluid milk contracts. Coming up next, the harvest quickly drawing to a close for a lot of Wisconsin farmers, taking a look back at some of the numbers and starting to make our projections going forward. We're doing another harvest update with Wiffles Hybrid. That's coming your way next on a Wednesday. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. The landscape across the central corn belt is going through some changes. The old authorities are starting to fade and today are being replaced by a more dedicated, harder-working, higher-performing seed corn company. One with a team of folks raised right here and ready to serve. Whoa, boy. Looks like there's a new sheriff in town. Wiffles Hybrids. Quite possibly the best hybrids you can buy. Have prairie exteriors add more value to your roof? Right now, get free gutters or leaf protection with the purchase of any roof. Imagine a new roof to highlight your home outlined by stunning, handcrafted gutters for free from Prairie Exteriors. Improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated exterior companies, Prairie Exteriors. Prairie Exteriors, now that's impressive. PrairieExteriors.com Attorney John Rihala with Clifford and Rihala. At Clifford and Rihala, we have the experience you need to help you after any kind of collision. We help people who have been seriously injured, ranging from pedestrians hit crossing the street, people rear-ended by semi-trucks, to victims of drunk driver crashes. No matter how you've been injured, our experienced and skilled attorneys will help you get your maximum recovery. And very importantly, we also know how to protect that recovery. At Clifford and Rihala, we understand that many issues can come up after a settlement is reached. If those issues aren't handled carefully, an injury victim can lose money. Don't let that happen to you. Call Clifford and Rihala. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala. 
hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Time again for a Wiffles Wednesday. In fact, the final Wiffles Wednesday for this growing season. And we appreciate them keeping us up to date on all the harvest details from around our listing area. And Dave Raleigh's back along with us, regional manager for Wiffles Hybrids. Boy, you have to admit, here we are, a, a Wednesday in November, Dave, and still no measurable snow on the ground. That has made for a very successful and what we hope was a safe harvest, huh? Yeah, it really did. Thanks for having us on. Appreciate being on the show. You know, uh, this harvest season started off pretty fast and early. And then a couple weeks ago, we hit some rainy spells. We were kind of wondering what the rest was going to be. Uh, turned out nice and dry after that. And Boy, guys are getting out of the fields in record pace. I think we're down to the short rows on the corn and almost done with all the soybeans in the country. Now, we are going to be seeing more of you and the rest of the Wiffle staff through the winter months, kind of getting back to a little bit more normal with uh, regards to our grower meetings and summary updates, you think, Dave? Yeah, we're, we're anticipating a little bit better um, ability to get in front of our customers. We'll still have some virtual options and whatnot for those that are uh, really trying to be cautious on what they do. But this time of year is really when we focus on recapping what happened during the growing season. So we'll put on a nice meal, invite in customers, spouses, uh, try to have it in a big space. A lot of them happen in some of our seed reps' shops in their winter work areas. And then we'll go through a few topics. Uh, Some of the main ones this year I think we're going to end up focusing on is corn rootworm management, uh, disease management overall, uh, along with a little bit of a focus on tar spot. And then we're going to talk about hybrid performance and placement. We've got a really interesting yield component trial that we've been working on the last few years that really puts our hybrids at a different stress level and then tries to assess what was the biggest limiter or what was the biggest factor in increasing our yield. So it's kind of fun to really pull back the pages on the data for those that are interested and see where we can really push these hybrids to. You know, and it, it, it kind of puts a smile on my face uh, that Wiffles, as one of our longstanding uh corn and corn breeders, is still not afraid to learn things. You know what I mean, Dave? Uh, The fact that we're always still in that quest to get better at what we're doing with better tools. Yeah, all we can do is try to, you know, have a good game plan or a strategy at the beginning of the season to really uh, be diverse in our portfolio and how we are really going to play this hand against Mother Nature. She still holds all the cards. Uh, but at the end of the day, we can influence a few things and try to be prepared if it's going to be a abnormally wet, an abnormally dry year, a cooler than normal season. Because the fact of the matter is, uh, there's nobody that can predict exactly what's going to happen next growing season. And that's why we really focus on planting a spread of maturities and a package of diverse genetics. Uh, there's almost one thing I can always guarantee you is whatever your favorite product was this year, uh, the chances of it being their favorite product again next year are really at odds. It's, it usually takes a, a different seat with just a slightly different growing season. You know, agriculture is about history. History on that cow, history on that field. You know it. And that's another thing that I have to tip the hat to Wiffles Hybrids. The stick of that family-run business pays dividends when it comes to knowing those historical challenges we've seen and figuring out ways to weather it. Yeah, it's 
it's kind of uh, interesting you bring that up. We're actually celebrating our 75th year as a family-run business. Uh, we're really pretty unique in the Corn Belt in that we're just focused on corn. We just do corn. We try to do it better than anyone else in the market. We have a targeted geography, and we really try to stay focused on our customers. We have a saying at Wiffles that it's not just one or two big things that makes us stand out. It's really the 100 little things. And each one of our employees kind of carries that as their motto as they go in front of customers. And we try to improve every day and try to listen because the marketplace certainly changes from year to year. Well, and to that point, I mean, let's face it, you guys are about the last of the family-owned and operated seed companies left. It's, it's kind of unique, um, especially when you put in the factor that we do all of our own seed production. We've invested huge sums of money into updating and upgrading our seed production facility in Atkinson. Uh, that's going really well for us right now. We're one of about six seed corn companies in the U.S. left that actually has an inbred line development program. Our corn breeders are a team of uh, guys that are just focused on creating the next inbred that'll be crossed to make the next hybrid that'll make it into earning its W and getting inside of a Wiffles bag. So it's a, it's a really focused business. It's probably one of the things that not too many people know as you peel back the layers. You know, now, another thing that uh, maybe some folks know, a lot of people don't, Dave, is that Wiffles is very committed to our military troops. And as we come up on Veterans Day this Thursday, uh, I think it's important that we highlight the commitment that Wiffles Hybrid has made not just this year, but every year for a while now to our troops. Tell me a little bit more about what's coming up. Yeah, our, our initiative is uh, called Serving Those Who Serve, and we've partnered with an organization called Homes for Our Troops. Uh, they build homes specialized to the needs of uh, post-9-11 veterans that come home with disabilities and have a hard time uh, making it through their daily routine without some special accommodations. So in short, we choose a couple hybrids every year, put them in a camouflage bag, and we donate uh, a significant portion of that to this charity. Uh, in fact, uh, Bobby McArdle's home was just finished over in um, by Milwaukee, and they're looking at doing the ribbon cutting ceremony on December 11th. Our military roots run really deep in Whipples, and everyone takes a lot of pride in helping support those that, that give us our freedom. Well, and we really appreciate it, not just this week with the veterans holiday, but uh, every week. And it's nice to see the agriculture community as a whole really does kind of gravitate towards recognizing our military, don't you think, Dave? Oh, absolutely. I think it's just uh, really a good uh, salt of the earth type of a crowd. Yeah, agreed. Well, we appreciate you giving us uh, the latest details on the harvest. And uh, again, great season, Dave. Appreciate you guys from Wiffles being along with us. Hey, thanks so much, Pam. Appreciate it. Stay safe. Absolutely. Dave Raleigh along with us. He is uh, one of the voices you've been hearing every Wednesday for Wiffles Wednesday. Again, it's our hope that you picked up something not just about how the harvest of 2021 was unfolding around Wisconsin, but that you also found out that there is still a family-owned company that is serving a lot of our farmers with those uh, seed blends that they're looking for. Find more at wiffles.com, or you can listen to the replay of our conversation online as well, midwestfarmreport.com. That'll do it for a Wednesday. We'll catch up with you tomorrow, speaking with our friends from Everag. Tomorrow's guest, Zach Bowers. We'll catch